This is the Not Your Average Brand Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I love episodes like today because I am obsessed with roundups. I'm obsessed with seeing what everyone did for the year and what the new direction is for their brands and all of those types of things. Like I just love content like this. I look forward to creating them and I look forward to binging them on other people's podcasts. So I'm excited to share with you guys my entire roundup and investments I made for my first year as a full-time entrepreneur. So for those of you who don't know, I've had my business for roughly four years now, I think. And I have been in business full time for a year. And so my investments this year looked a little bit different because I didn't have my fancy corporate salary to pay for all my investments anymore. So I had to be a little bit more strategic with how it is that I spent my funds this year. So I'm just going to dive into who I paid, what I invested in, why I invested in it, what I was looking for. And yeah, we can just go ahead and dive in. So I'm going to break this down into several sections. So we're going to start with like coaches, consulting group programs, and then I'm going to move into some things that it is that I did from a design perspective, my team updates that it is that I made systems, and then like courses and like one-off digital products that it is that I purchased. So let's go ahead and dive in. So first, At the top of January, I was in a place in my business where I was getting a ton of interest. Like I was getting a ton of sales calls. I was sending out a lot of proposals, but I was getting a lot of clients who were just not really aligned to what it is that I was doing. Like I felt like I had the traction and I felt like I had the momentum and I felt like I had the brand awareness, but the clients that I were getting were always just I don't want to say $1 short because it wasn't a money thing because they had the funds to pay, but they were just one edge short of being the client that it is that I actually wanted to work with, if that makes sense. So, or being an ideal client for the offer. And so I always felt like one little thing was missing and I never quite knew what it was. And so January, I had about 10 sales calls in January and I only closed two And the other eight people were people that I knew was not the right fit. And I was like, okay, something's got to change. Like I'm missing something. I need to figure out my messaging. I need to figure out my direction because I'm missing something. So in February, I decided to hire someone who I thought could help me with understanding my brand a little bit better and someone who I also admired from an agency perspective. And that person was Jasmine H. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she owns High Flyer Powerhouse. And at the time she was doing brand coaching one-on-one. She doesn't do one-on-one coaching anymore. But when I worked with her in February, I essentially wanted to work with her because I wanted to better tweak my messaging. I felt like she was someone who does a really clear job on that for her brand. And I also wanted to work with someone who was an agency owner, who understood the contract drama that I was dealing with and who could help me figure out like the pipeline work from a systems perspective and who could help me figure out what these gaps were with the fact that I was selling multiple different services at the time and how to make that clearer in my marketing. Because back then I was still selling automate and elevate
Estate, which was my client experience service. I was selling social media management, but I was gonna reboot it in a different way. And then I also wanted to get into consulting. And then I was also selling one-on-one coaching. And so I had a ton of offers and I just really wanted to work with someone who knew what it was like to be in my shoes. And that's exactly what it is that I got. We clarified my offers and this was actually where marketing consulting was born because when I was talking with Jasmine, I was initially going to come out with a whole new offer, guys. Okay, a whole new offer. I was going to launch what I called Top Shelf, which was basically a really robust social media management package. And she was like, listen, why do you want to offer this social media package? (laughs) Social media management package. She was just like, what is it about this package? And so I basically was telling her all the bits and pieces of what is it I love. And she was like, you realize, right, that everything that is that you just said to me is literally consulting. Like you don't even actually like the process of creating the content and like designing the content and doing the X, Y, and Z, like the execution of it. She was like, everything that is you just described to me, you love is consulting. She was like, why don't you just position yourself as a marketing consultant? And that is really where the beginning of the journey that it is that you guys see me on now, where I'm doing marketing consulting and being a fractional CMO, that's really where it started was back in February. And so I was like, oh, you're right. Like I do love consulting. And that really is the whole reason why I wanted to offer this really robust social media management package. And so anyway, we cleared that up and that investment I think was a little under 5,000 and definitely well worth it for the knowledge that it is that I got because had I been trying to figure out and spiral that all on my own, I would not have cleared up the lingering question. And I think that I would have still been trying to sell a service that wouldn't have worked for me. I also cleaned up my offer suite when I was with her and we simplified exactly what it is I was gonna be selling. So February through the three months that it is we worked together or four months that we worked together was definitely a time of cleanup for me in my business and was definitely well worth it. So that was a one-on-one coaching package. It was less than 5K and definitely saw the ROI on that because I cleaned up my offer suite, launched a new consulting offer and really set myself up well for Q2. Which brings me to my second investment, which was Six Figure Saver by Gina Knox. And this was actually an investment that I was not anticipating making. Normally, I build out my investments a year in advance. So I already kind of know where my money is going to go. But something about Gina's marketing just really spoke to me. I was super, 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 super skeptical about making this investment into a group program. I was already in a group program. I wasn't like really looking for trying to be in a group program again. And then I kind of felt like the topic wasn't really something that I needed to be in a group container for. But what I learned in me trying to do things on my own is I had hired someone to manage or to help me with something related to my finances. I was in a season in my business where my finances were all over the place. Like I had just hired this tax company and they were like diddly daddling back and forth with my taxes. And then my husband and I's like personal taxes were a mess. And then like I was switching over into like this S corp and there were just a ton of things happening with my money during that time frame that I joined Six Figure Saver. And I was like, I need something like I need a place that I can go to consistently and ask questions for. And that's when the concept of instead of hiring these like one-off consultants and strategists and people to come into my brand, I really wanted a place where I could, like I said, consistently go back and ask ongoing questions. And so I liked Gina's content. I liked her angle. I liked her approach to saving. And so I decided to join. She was kind enough to answer all of my questions in the DMs. And then I decided to join. I talked to my husband about it. It was 
I can't remember if it was $2,000 or $2,500, but it's for 12 months. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty good deal. And I would say the ROI on that, like beyond, there is no way you could have told me that I, a business owner who was barely in her first year of business and not making anywhere near six figures would have been able to save and budget budget slash manage my money in the manner that it is that I do if I did not have that container. I definitely would be still stuck trying to utilize my nine to five paycheck brain to try to figure out this new journey that I was in. And her container definitely helped me clear up those gaps. So if you are someone who is looking to go full-time in your business, or you are someone who consistently finds yourself getting stuck when it comes to money and not knowing what questions to ask or feeling like, you know, your five second meetings with your bookkeeper are not enough time for you to be able to financially plan anything. I definitely think that this could be a container that would work well for you, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you are living off of variable income. Definitely 10 out of 10 recommend this. The way Gina approaches savings is just really simple and the way she explains money is very simple. And so you don't feel like you're in that container, just everything's just flying past you um, because I know money and finances can be daunting that way. And so that definitely has not been the case in this container and I definitely recommend it. The last thing that it is that I'll say about it that I love is that in a program like this and in the program that it is that I joined last year, which was Million Dollar Email by Kirsten Rodan, in both of these containers, what I love is that you are learning skills that transcend the coaching industry, okay? That's something that it is that I preach about a lot in my content is the power of learning skills that are not industry specific. And the skill of email is something that all businesses use no matter what type of business that is you have. And the skill of saving is something that all entrepreneurs need to learn no matter what type of business it is you have. If you decide to cancel your coaching business, shut down your group program, become a digital business owner or open a brick and mortar store or whatever the case may be, you would still need to learn the skill of savings. And so I genuinely, as a person, I like to invest in skills that transcend the industry that I'm working in because that's how you know it's gonna be extremely valuable for you. And so that's one of the reasons why I like to invest in programs that are life skills as opposed to trade skills. So moving on to the third investment in April, I joined DL Sharon's Liberation Mastermind. That investment was 15K. And the way that I wanted to approach this investment was I wanted two things out of it. I wanted to be in community with a room of other black women. And then I wanted to build my group program. Now on the community front, let me just say, there is nothing like being in a room full of women that look like you. There is so much stuff you just don't have to say simply because the room gets it. It's like we are all different ages. We all come from different backgrounds, but there is a element of understanding when you are in a room of other black women. And so that is something that it is that I've been able to appreciate. The best part for me when it comes to community was the live event that it is that she had in New York. That event was done to the nines and it was very well executed and I had a great time meeting with everyone. That is really where I would say I built community. So even if you're not joining a mastermind, 
even if you you don't know what your investments are going to be like for next year, I definitely highly recommend prioritizing live events, going to retreats, in-person activities, because the way that you're able to build community in those events, even if it's not inside of a container and it's just separate, is just something that is remarkable and something you just don't get captured inside of a Zoom room. So worked with Jasmine, Gina Knox, DL. And then last but not least, this brings me to where it is that I'm at now, which is no longer investing in a coach and investing in a strategist slash consultant instead. So I really felt like once I got to probably around August, I was just sort of in a place where I was like, my business needs something different than what it is that I'm getting in these containers. I have, I'm in a room with other coaches, but coaching and consulting is just different. The way that we as consultants approach our work versus the way that coaches approach our work is very different. They, they do require two different types of skill sets. And so I felt like there was a gap in the support that it is that I was getting because the other people that I had hired were all coaches. And I really felt like my business was in a place where I needed a little bit more structure. I needed a little bit more of, I don't want to say a step-by-step process because my consultant doesn't have a step-by-step process, but I needed someone else who could see my brand in the way that I see my brand. I needed another consultant's brain on my business to help me clean up my blind spots. So that person that it is that I hired is Stephanie from Law Fortune Branding. You guys probably know her as a creative director. She does that as well. She also works inside my agency as a creative director for my clients. And she specializes in working with people who are creatives and have a hard time essentially consulting themselves. So marketing experts, brand designers, photographers, all of the people that are super, super creative and have a hard time finding people who have brains like them. This is what it is that Stephanie specializes in. She specializes in consulting creatives. So I have been working with her since August and everything's been going great. I'm going to talk about her a little bit more once I get to team, because like I said, she also consults with my clients. So I'll save that section for then, but it just feels really great just to have somebody else who does what it is that you do and understands the way a creative's brain works, understands the way myself as a marketer, my brain works and can really come into my business as a consultant. And then that allows me to really use my coaching containers as they were designed to be used, which is for coaching. So that is the sum of all of the coaching slash consultant slash strategists that it is that I have invested in. Now let's move on to some of the upgrades that it is that I made internally in the business. So I did make an update in terms of design to the website, nothing big. I really love my website. I love the design that it's currently set at, but I did decide to make an update to the case studies page. And the reason why I wanted to make that update was because now I was focusing on consulting and really honing in my skill set as a marketing consultant as someone who is now a fractional CMO for clients. And so I wanted the direction of how I showcased my clients' results to align to that. Now, this is really important to indicate because this is how you properly stack your investments. So if you think about where it is that I was at the top of the year, I was selling four different offers, I was getting all sorts of different clients, and my brand was a little bit of a mess. Trying to do a case studies page during that time frame would not have been the best investment timeframe for something like that. But I decided to work with another agency owner, not just another random coach, another agency owner who could relate to the situation that it is that I was in. And I cleared up my offer suite. Then after I did that, I then hired another coach who would help me add to my offer suite because I was going to create a group program. And that's the reason why I joined the mastermind that I joined. 
I decided not to do the group program and focus just on consulting. So then I felt like it was the perfect time for me to add a strategist to help me lean into consulting. So all of my investments stacked on top of one another. Once I cleaned up my offer suite, I cleaned up my messaging. I now decided what the new direction of my brand was going to be, that I wasn't going to do the group coaching offer, that I really was going to take up space in the industry as a marketing consultant. I then decided to update the website to align to the new messaging. So this is what I mean when I say it's important to have a plan on how it is that you want to view your year. And this is one of the things that is we do for our clients and our CMO services is we are now sitting down with them as soon as they sign on and we're building out the next six months because how you decide you're going to lead your business is going to dictate the type of investments that you should make and how you should be stacking those investments. So anyway, I decided to have my case studies page updated. I also had a slight update to my services page because of course I cleaned out all of my offers. So I cleaned up my services page as well. The next major investment that it is that I made was in team. So now that I was clear on what offers that it is that I was going to be selling, I knew that I wanted to build out the right team for that. So I hired a project manager that was internal for my business. I also hired a marketing assistant to help me manage all of my content. And I also hired, you know, the strategist that it is I told you about earlier, Stephanie. So let's talk about this breakdown. So my project manager, it took me literally two weeks to hire. There's a super efficient process that I got from my mastermind that I was in. I hired within two weeks, I have a project manager. And then I have a marketing assistant who does all of like the scheduling of my posts, the designs of my posts, the content repurposing, the podcast show notes, a lot of like VA work. The reason why I decided to do a marketing assistant instead of a traditional VA is because I wanted someone who specialized in content creation. I wanted someone where I wasn't going to have to train them how to repurpose content. I wanted someone that already knew how to utilize that. I also wanted someone who specialized in AI and the person that it is that I work with does use AI to create my content. And so that was something that was super important to me because we are all about working smarter, not harder around here. Okay. So I hired that and then I hired the strategist. Now what I did also to keep costs low, because essentially I added three new people, right? I went from being myself to adding three new people is I now have these same people work for my clients as well. So the strategist that's inside my company is also a strategist for my clients. And I'm able to add additional value by having a creative director under my CMO services. The marketing assistant is also someone who is a marketing assistant to clients. So if my clients need design, if they need a website update, if they need copy done, if they need a new sales page, any of those types of things, those are things that can all be owned by the marketing assistant. So some Sometimes her plate is full with my work and then other times it's full with client work, but there's always enough work to go around to justify having her on the team. And then same thing with project manager. So she mainly does the operations internal things in my business, but then this person also works with the clients as well in terms of like making sure that they're onboarding, if there's any invoice questions, things like that. And then I also have an analyst that it is that we've added to the studio and that analyst works with all of my CMO clients and making sure that we have the data and the system set. Up. So what this analyst does is they are someone who sets up all the systems and all the data metrics and tracking that it is that we need for our CMO clients. And then I actually own interpreting all of that data and partnering with this analyst to build out some of these reports that it is that we do at the end of our clients launches and things like that. So those are all of the people that is that I've hired and everything that it is that they do for my clients. They also do in my business. So there's enough work to always go around. Last is systems. So for systems, I actually really scaled back my systems. I felt like I had a lot of stuff going on. I had type form because I had a quiz on my page. 
that was $60. I got rid of that. I simplified my Dubsado. I'm no longer using Dubsado. I'm now using Moxie, which I think is like 17 or $18 a month. And so I'm shifting that down a little bit. I have simplified all of my systems and designated clear tasks for what they are. So I have ClickUp, my project manager manages ClickUp, and then my project manager also manages Airtable. So those two things. Then I have Slack for client communication. Then I have Moxie for invoicing contracts and sending out proposals and scheduling calls. And then of course I have Zapier, which connects everything together. But those are the four things that it is I use in the business. And I've really kind of dialed back all the other little extra stuff. So systems was a pretty clean sweep for me this year. I really simplified everything down. And then in terms of one-off investments, courses. So I purchased a DM script from Jessica Seeley, and then I purchased an AI course from Hannah Neves. And those two things were great. I don't do a lot of selling in the DMs, but I was curious to see what the process was. And it is really unique to something that is that I've seen before. So that was a good investment. And then in terms of AI, AI is just something as a marketing agency, we were just choosing to go all in on. So this was a no brainer investment for me. I missed out on it when it launched in July, there was a Black Friday sale, I decided to snap it. And so I'm really excited to dive into that a little bit more. So those are sort of the two things that it is that I kind of invested in that were digital products. They were all less than $300. And I just decided to, you know, learn from two people that it is that I really value in the industry. So that is everything that I invested in, in 2023. I hope this was beneficial for you. I like to just be as candid and as transparent as possible. I really feel like had someone had these conversations <laughs> with me, then I would have, it would have definitely affected how it is that I invested in things. And I wish more people were having conversations like this. I don't know why everything's so hush hush about who I buy and who I invest in and what coaches I hire and what systems I'm using. Like just, just, to share. We're all trying to start up our businesses together. So I'm all about sharing all of that information. Speaking of which, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be investing in future tense. I do this every year. I do a roundup of what it is that I bought, and then I'll do a roundup of everything that it is that I'm intending to purchase for the next year. And so yeah, all of that information is coming up soon. But until then, I will see you on the next episode. This is the Not Your Average Brand Podcast.